Greetings. This is Dr. Gwen. Today is Sunday, July, oh gosh, I think 11th or 12th. I'd have to check. Um, and I have the nerve to ask patients if they're confused. Anyway, I thought you'd get a laugh out of that one. Our topic today is breast cancer. And prior to going into these two reports, I wanted to share my thoughts about a newscast um, that I heard on my one of my long trips to Los Angeles. This guy was talking about uh, the use of synthetic hormones and um, antibiotics in the cattle and uh, meat industry. And, you know, the purpose of the hormones was to increase the size of the animal so that, for example, uh, a traditional three-pound chicken now is six pounds. And how, that, what is, how we've become more and more meat eaters in uh, America. In that time, in the 50s, for example, it was common for the first menstrual cycle to be the age of uh, 15. And as the decades went by, it exponentially decreased, so that in the 60s, it was, was around between 13, 14, 70s, on up, 12. There's now reports of girls menstruating as early as 10. And he hypothesized, which I certainly don't know the research on it, but my guess is that there is that a lot of this is related to the use of hormones. So girls are being introduced early on to hormones in their diets, and we're seeing early incidences of menstrual cycle starts. So you have to wonder if this is also related to the amount of breast cancer that we are seeing. One out of eight women in America will get breast cancer in their lifetime. So you, you just got to kind of wonder. Um, I, I'm such an advocate of we are what we eat, and I, I think what I would get out of this is to, of course, decrease your 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 eat meeting and eat meeting your your eating meat, as well as to use, for example, uh, free range chickens or ones that are not exposed to the the hormones. But you know we can live very well in in a primarily uh, non meat eating society, um, and we need to look at how much. How much meat we eat, um, myself included. Anyway, I'll try to find some more research about that and share more later. But this first one actually talks about the type of meat that would be good to help reduce your risk of breast cancer, and those include the omega-3s. So give up meat and chicken, or beef and chicken, and go to omega-3s. So let me uh, share this one. It says, what do dark oily fish and breast cancer have in common? If you eat more fatty fish, you are less likely to develop breast cancer. And this was from a uh, case-controlled study um, by Kim et al., uh, uh, written in 2009. Uh, and she re he reported that eating high quantities of fatty fish reduces the risk of breast cancer in pre as well as postmenopausal women. Cold water fish like salmon, mackerel, anchovies, sardines, and trout are high in a type of polyunsaturated fat, which is known commonly as omega-3 fatty acids. And these fatty acids are essential nutrients that can only be obtained through the consumption of food or supplements because your body does not produce them. So that's what's important to remember here. While fatty fish is the most widely recognized source of omega-3 fatty acids, flax, eggs, walnuts, and grass-fed sources of meat also contain high quantities. The grass fed, but as long as they're not being given the hormones. 
Um, they also found that postmenopausal women who ate on average more than 0.1 grams um, of uh, uh, 0.21 grams of DHA, these are parts of the uh, omega fatty acids from fish per day, reduced their risk of breast, breast cancer almost threefold. A twofold reduction was noted in premenopausal women. Another study found that a diet with antioxidant-rich foods may be more important than omega-3 fatty acid consumption alone. They found that breast cancer risks were reduced when the polyunsaturated fatty acid consumption was from fruits, vegetables, and vegetable oils rather than from nuts and processed foods. So it's very possible that not all sources of omega-3 fatty acids are created equal, equal, whether it's from a specific food source or a supplement. In this case, eating a well-balanced diet rich in antioxidant is not just wise, it's critical. Um, the National Cancer Institute estimates that there will be 192,370 newly diagnosed cases of breast cancer in 2009 in the, in the U.S. and 40,170 deaths. Death due to breast cancer is most commonly due to metastasis. I, I lost my mother to breast cancer, so I feel near and dear to this subject. Um, they, they also found that by treating breast cancer cells with uh, omega-3 fatty acids reduces the ability of the breast cancer to spread, which is, as I just said, is the number one cause of death, is the metastasis of the breast cancer. Uh, let's see. Finding the best cures for various kinds of cancer obviously is an ongoing struggle. Many people rely on complementary alternative medicine, uh, but you know the omega fatty threes, the, uh, the omega three fatty acids, the green tea, glucosamine, and prayer can obviously you know there's been some good uh, results with this. Anyway, it's something for you to talk to your doctor about and to look at dietary intervention. And the next one talks about metabolic factors can play a role in risk uh, for breast cancer. And this came out of Science Daily. Physiological changes associated with the metabolic syndrome play a role in the risk of postmenopausal breast cancer, according to a study that was in Cancer Epidemiology, Biomarkers, and Prevention. The metabolic syndrome, which is something that people need to become more familiar with, um, it's also known as insulin resistance syndrome consists of a constellation of factors including abdominal obesity, high blood glucose levels, impaired glucose tolerance, and abnormal lipid levels, and high blood pressure. And this affects roughly 47 million Americans. Interesting, that's as many that aren't insured. Um, that's one-sixth of our population. The metabolic syndrome is also associated with poor diet, lack of physical activities, or commonly what we used to call pre-diabetic in the obese individual. It can also increase the risk for diabetes and heart disease. The metabolic syndrome is characterized by elevated insulin levels, and in recent years, scientists have proposed that insulin may contribute directly or indirectly to the development of breast cancer. Researchers suggest that the metabolic syndrome could influence the risk for breast cancer by affecting interrelated hormones such as insulin, estrogen, cytokines, and growth factors. The study suggests that having the metabolic syndrome itself or some of its components may increase a woman's risk of postmenopausal breast cancer. However, much more work is needed to understand the role of the metabolic factors and in interplay with better established breast cancer risk factors, such as reproductive and hormonal factors. Studies to date have evaluated individual components of the metabolic syndrome in breast cancer with inconsistent results. 
But this was the first time they assessed whether women who met the criteria of having this metabolic syndrome were at greater risk for postmenopausal breast cancer. In this uh, longitudinal study, which means it's conducted over time, the researchers used existing data from the Women's Health Initiative, which was the study that was stopped um, some time ago because uh, they had a, you know, a fascinating expose of the risk of um, hormone replacement therapy. But they used the data, and to the, uh, the participants that they uh, reviewed the data from were postmenopausal women ages 50 to 79 in enrollment who had repeated measurements of components of metabolic syndrome over an eight-year period. These included blood levels of glucose, HDL, cholesterol, and triglycerides, as well as waist girth and blood pressure. Results showed a modest positive association having the metabolic syndrome as a whole, according to the author. But of the almost 5,000 women with baseline measurements who did not have diabetes, 165 incident cases cases of breast cancer were diagnosed. So that, that's you know statistically small. Presence of the metabolic syndrome at baseline was not associated with breast cancer risk. However, an analysis that made use of the repeated measurements, women who had the metabolic syndrome during the three to five years prior to breast ca cancer diagnosis had a doubling of risk. So it was an early indicator. Uh, findings also show significant associations with elevated blood glucose levels, triglycerides, and di diastolic blood pressure. For diastolic blood pressure, the results were stronger with more than a two-fold increased risk. So the diastolic number is, is the lower number, on the, the bottom number on the blood pressure. Generally, for both uh, triglycerides and glucose, the relative risk was about 1.7 for all breast cancer. Um, Anyway, they, you know, they, they conclude what they, they assume that the relationship between weight and breast cancer is due to increased circulating estrogens among postmenopausal women who are overweight or obese. In essence, what that's referring to is that people who, women who are obese tend to maintain um, estrogen in the cells. This is why they, ha they tend to have uh, less traumatic um, uh, postmenopause or you go through the menopause um, because they're still carrying some estrogen. Um, the fat cells love estrogen. An alternative explanation is that some other aspect of the metabolic syndrome might be involved, such as growth stimulating effects of insulin or insulin-like growth factors. Estrogens are produced in adipose tissue, that's fat tissue, just how they're metabolized in various subgroups of women needs further study. In addition, the hyperinflammatory state of obesity and the metabolic syndrome needs to be better described. So much of cancer research is looking at the impact of uh, what is called inflammatory disease, and that you know a lot of is to me that's probably the the next best thing that's going to be researched and heavily um, examined in health research is inflam the the effect of the inflammatory process and the relationship to our existing diseases and our major major killers. Anyway, please take good care of yourself. Uh, watch your meat eating. Have have this is go to your local farmers market. Uh, endorse you know using your local uh, food markets for products that are organic. Um, go to Trader Joe's. Get some wild salmon. Don't eat farmed salmon because that has a carcinogen in it. Uh, wild salmon is so much better for you. Sometimes we have to pay a little bit more for the you know the free range chicken. Um, but I'd rather be around. And I would rather not have these diseases if I can take good care of my body as a machine and make sure it, it does well. 
Okay, that's that's for today. And take good care, stay healthy, and be happy. This is Dr. Glenn. Bye now.